Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is about Halloween, so it is that time. It is time for the prima donnas of the paranormal, our demonic <laughs> demons, the ghost hunting <laughs> golden girls, Anna and Renata have returned to us once Yay! more. Paranormal, paranormal. Good evening and good everything to everyone. <laughs> How are we, ladies? We're looking oh, fresh, ready to go. It's brimming with excitement we are today. Makeup is a wonderful thing to hide <laughs> the truth of reality. <laughs> it is, isn't it? But we're not going to bury the lead. It is a very special day for one of you today. So thank you, thank you for joining us, <laughs> Renata, on your birthday. Oh, thank oh. you. Thank you for joining us. Cheers. We love cheers. you. Cheers, cheers. Look, the coffee's flowing already <laughs> in the frightfully good studio. Oh, look at Renata go too. She just dance it. Making it so special <laughs> for her with all the deliveries that have arrived over the last twelve hours. Absolutely. Thank you so very, very much for all the all the yummies. Thank you. No, it's it's and it's more it. we are. We are more than more than happy to do it because can you believe it's twelve months ago that we first had our little first meeting? Oh, wow! It's our first show, our first show together was twelve months ago, and like I introduced. Years. I know I introduced you guys to what? lovely <laughs> Jeffrey, and I think yeah. your life your life just hasn't been the same since, has it? It's <laughs> It's certainly improved. <laughs> but you guys are together again at the moment because... Together again. Together, exactly. Da, 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 da. Um, talk to us true. about your COVID experience because you've been separated, you've been all kinds of stuff. It's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to Uncensored Radio. <laughs> We've been able to skirt around some of the rules because we have a radio show called Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio. Uh, we are considered to be uh, news uh, broadcasters. So we've been able to get together occasionally to do what we need to do, but it's the travelling that's upset us, isn't it? Yes, yes. We've been nowhere and done nothing. <laughs> and when we tried to... <laughs> We tried to last time. We went up to the Blue Mountains and the whole world got locked down as we left. So it was like, uh, that's what happens when you go on holiday. So I'm just warning you, I'm taking her out tonight to a haunted location to celebrate her birthday. So who knows what will happen oh, tomorrow. That's always nice, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, look, you never know. <laughs> and, and, and she's taking me back to a place that caused uh, a lot of trauma in my early years. Apparently. So you <laughs> realise this. No. <laughs> You're going. She's going to. You're going to a bar, aren't you? That's. Uh, <laughs> no, no. I'm going to cause some trauma to my liver <laughs> on my birthday. <laughs> no, oh. no, no. She knows where we're going. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. So we're going to a place. Uh, which, uh, it's a hotel now. It's called Montepio. Uh, but Montepio uh, was a school. But prior to that, it was an, an, a child's orphanage. And ah right got everything yeah. what more could you want so i actually yeah. um yeah i actually did a work um what's it called you know when you get when you get your job when you get your job 
in like a news. work induction there. Yeah, it was like a group a group <laughs> interviewee thing. It was crazy. Yeah, I actually worked there for a couple of years playing piano in their restaurant. Oh, oh, she's a girl my, that does a little bit of everything. She yeah, does. my business partner yeah. lives next door. Oh, you <laughs> so Rob lives in the house next to the church. Oh, the next your, house. Your, yeah. your, your business. It's partner. stunning. Oh, sorry, business partner. Can somebody beat that? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No, no, there's no <laughs> beefing. Now we also haven't discussed. We also haven't discussed. Um, oh, bite me, Jeffrey. <laughs> Not you, Steve's a bitch. Oh, Steve. <laughs> That's what I get Steve. paid. That's what I get paid for, man. Fucking um, Steve. <laughs> we also haven't. We also haven't addressed the elephant in the room. Um, we we met you, but Jeffrey. we've also stolen Brooke from you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I heard that, that little thing. As I, I said to you, you guys, honestly, her sense of humor and her wickedness is perfect <laughs> to keep the rest of you in line. Yeah, look, she's. I think. I think Brooke's done a great job at stepping into the madness after I pulled her in off at one one live show that she was commenting on. I'm like, all right, next week, let's go, let's do it. Just don't ask her about oh, Beyonce. Uh, oh, look, Beyonce's a. No, no, it's not that show. No, it's not that show. We're not talking about Beyonce. We're not talking about Beyonce. We're talking about Anna Renata. (laughs) And And I'm one of those bitches. I love (laughs) Anna Renata. (laughs) It's a big love-in today. We are loving Anna Renata. Yeah, so... You got like literally. I think I was looking back at the date of something that I'm <laughs> going to show a little bit later on. Your last investigation was how long ago now? This Friday of August was the last one, and mm. our, you mean the public one? Yeah, yeah, public one. <laughs> first, um, first, uh, first Friday of August, and our next one was we supposed to be sleepover in just in time, didn't we? We oh, did. Oh, sorry. No, the stay awake all stay night. Awake. Stay awake. Yeah, no one slept. That's all right. The lock in. Our next one is supposed to be the 22nd of October, unless we get a um, a, a, <laughs> a, a bump. That would be fuck you. Yeah. A, bump, a bump from COVID, we'll call it. I want to come do one of your haunted sleepovers. I just would like to have to sleep next to a hot guy that maybe I could just rub up against in the right places. You know what oh, I mean? I'll lend you my husband. I'll lend you my husband, Jeffrey. Ooh. He'll be down for that. <laughs> See, what, what Jeff, what, we were what Jeff doesn't understand... What Jeff doesn't understand is what um, the facilities at Maitland Jail actually look like. There's not, there's not a lot of um, comfortable sleeping positions or areas. I, 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 I would assume it wouldn't be comfortable. That's why I'd love to snuggle up into a nice, yummy body. No, it's a lot of cold, a lot of cold concrete and metal, isn't it? <laughs> Honey, exactly. That's why you got to snuggle up. No, I don't, I don't think I don't think that'd even work, really. Oh, <laughs> but I don't man. know. I'm I don't. so scared. Oh, <laughs> we'll see what we can find for you, Jeffrey. Yeah, we'll Anna a- Renata introduced me to my husband, so I'm sure they've got someone for you. Ladies, too. as long as he's got a good job where he makes decent money, I'm game. No, no, he needs a big <laughs> dick as well. Oh God, we're <laughs> off. We are off. <laughs> we are off and running. <laughs> Sorry. But 
That's all good. That's all good. We have we have to talk about obviously the baby the baby of the group, True Hauntings, is still going super duper strong. I have a few questions to ask about some of these shows that you've done recently. And but, I love your face there, by the way. <laughs> I have to tell you, I have a I have a um little inside baseball gossip my mum now watch listens listens to you guys every night as she goes to sleep so oh, <laughs> it's, really? cra- it's crazy i don't know why she hates she hates scary stuff but she's like oh they're just so funny and they oh. laugh and i laugh oh. and then i'm in my bed and i'm laughing i'm like you go crazy it's yeah <laughs> so you you, you you're um reaching a very broad audience at the moment diversifying isaac butterfield's 12 year old audience right through to the seniors yes <laughs> and like the, the retirees love you oh the retirees are mad for you like no. Now, ladies, do you I've have... had one of Isaac's fans, actually. Um, I think those of you who don't know, Isaac Butterfield is a um, very well-known, controversial comedian here in Australia. Um, and one of, one of his young'uns, he seems to attract some of the, the tweens, and he's really not appropriate for tweens. Yeah. And somehow or other, they've got hold of my phone number, and they're ringing me going, do you know Isaac Butterfield? I'm going, yeah. Oh, sorry, I should say do you know Isaac Butterfield? <laughs> 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 Can you give me his phone number? Like, nah. <laughs> I, I would give him, it to him. Can I pass on a message for you? What's your name? Oh. <laughs> hey, Venice ladies. Can you, can you give me Isaac's phone number? Yeah, nah. <laughs> nah. I'm the asshole that would hand the number out to all the fans and then text him and just send a message of me laughing hysterically. <laughs> I'm a good. I definitely have never done that to anybody. Leah Rem. I'm just kidding. Oops. My bad. I well, you never know. You never know who you're gonna meet on the internet. Brooke found out after her first, or second, first or second live show. She had Brooke had a few people trying to add her on Facebook. She's like, ooh, oh, interesting. I'm like, what the. No. <laughs> Listen, yeah, it was worse years ago laughing. when it was you, people couldn't reach you. You know, like it was a little more intense and a little frightening, frankly. Have you, have you had your first dick pic yet? Um. Yes, actually. Oh, I was, you, Henry, <laughs> I was so excited. I might. Well, funnily friends... enough, Luke sent me one that was like for someone his, else. Not his dick. Not his. Right. No, 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 not mine. His. Not mine. Not no, mine. No. No, no, oh, no, 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 it was somebody else's. But it was amazing, oh, hey, Brooke. It was amazing. I made the <laughs> was huge. I was yeah. afraid. Yeah, no, like, normally I wouldn't send that shit out, but I was like, whoa. Like, this is like it was Jurassic like, Park It was shit. like, oh, my God. I went <laughs> running out to Chris. And I'm like, holy shit, look at this dick. And then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> girls. How many? Did, so you, you guys haven't gotten any dick pics? Is that what you're trying to tell me? No, we had got one because Do I you know? complained, and I said we've never received. Oh, this. and next thing we get a. Um, <laughs> well, I think it was on our Instagram. Page. She get. It was on our Instagram. Page, like that. And it was a before and after shot, so they were showing the excitement of the process and then what had happened afterwards. And I'm like, oh. Oh, it was an ugly one? 
It was not cute. It was not oh. attractive. Of course, I shared it with all the army to, to let them. <laughs> it was the and, worst and, dick I've ever seen. I now. I can tick that box. We've we've had that now. I don't need another one. <laughs> no, 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 you gotta get cute dick pics. Yeah, like, I don't mind those ones. Oh, I've got a gay friend that sends me the best dick pics we've ever seen, but they'd stress her out. Because that's what we do, Our all of our gay friends. We send each other, look at this dude. Oh, no, you, oh, you want a space? I thought you would just want to see his dick. You know, it's kind I of what you do. I can't believe that but, we're talking to Anna Renata. Now we know filth. what scares <laughs> the ladies. Oh, on the panel. Really? What do you expect? <laughs> really, Luke? <laughs> Did you just blame me for this? Yeah. <laughs> Brooks Look, it starts out. See, we started out. <laughs> we started out. <laughs> okay, let's get back to business. Ready? Let's get oh, okay, I got this. So, girls, tell us, do you have your next public event planned? Can you get that far? What's happening over there? Uh, look, at the moment, we are in negotiation. So, we're waiting <laughs> for a few of the sites to come back to us. I've, I've reached out to a number of sites and said, what's going on? When would you like us to start back? So on and so forth. Um, so I believe Maitland Jail will come on board fairly quickly because they've got um, a mass of people who've booked in and have. Um, well, there's many tours that had to get cancelled, so we're yeah. going to try and catch up on all those people. Um, but uh, with the other sites, it's it's all about waiting to see you know whether we can or can't, depending on the rules. Um, but uh, my big thing yesterday was it didn't take long for someone to complain that they can't come to a tour because they're not vaccinated. And we're discriminating, it, apparently. It, it took literally five minutes from me posting a thing to say that we're going to come back very, very shortly. Unfortunately, it will only be for the fully vaccinated and then, bam, within five minutes, I'm discriminating. So <laughs> We should have sent them the T-shirts. Get the you motherfucking really? vaccine. We've oh, got a we, we need to do that. Thank you, Vera, for that. That is beautiful. <laughs> you notorious Vera. But it's, it's very um, it's very indicative of how far COVID is has spread and pushed everyone. I don't understand that. Everything. It makes me nuts. Like what? Well, people, anti-vaxxers. Why? It's a good reason for people who are normally angry to uh, vent their anger publicly. But a, a lot of it is fear as well. They're, they've had all the fear mongering done on and they, they react through anger and self-righteousness uh, because that's the only way they know how to deal with it. But uh, this particular woman, uh, apparently somebody stalked her page and said she was likening this to the um, Holocaust. Yes, the, that's uh, a big one uh, over here. The rights of you know being taken from them but let me yes. just tell you i wanted to rip her a new one because my mother-in-law actually was in one of those concentration camps with her newborn baby and her baby starved to death on her breast because she couldn't produce enough milk oh, to feed stop. that baby so these fucking anti-vaxxers saying their freedoms and their rights have been taken have no fucking idea yeah, you fuck with. See, I'm getting a canister of fucking Zyklon bleed ro rolled along to you. You're just getting a, a needle. Like, is that yeah. English? Get your shit together. Yeah, no, sorry. I was, I was somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe he was having a stroke. I'm like, girl. No, girl, no, no. Can you smell Thomas, Luke? <laughs> 
Do you smell burning toast? I do. <laughs> Everyone's yeah, struggling. I thought you were talking about Luke because that's, that was the gas they used in the gas chambers. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, it's it's not a – like when these people bring up this kind of shit, it's not, it's not funny and it's More not right. okay. Like this was something that really happened and they have no idea of the horror of that and they're just talking shit and it makes yes. me so angry but I could go on and on and on. My my mother was actually in Auschwitz, so she she came in the last six months of the camp. So by that stage, they were putting so many people through; they weren't actually tattooing numbers on people anymore uh, because they just wanted to get rid of as many people as they possibly could. And um, she went in front of the um, death squads three times so they lined them all up in the camp and they decided that today we're going to kill every third person Um, and so they'd go along and they'd count one two three you one two three you one two three you and she missed out and um then they did it again like the a week later or you know a day later or whatever and she missed out again and then um she missed out again so she missed out three times yeah, it was Russian. Yeah. The, the psychological torture yeah. that yeah. that has to induce into somebody is just yeah, so horrific. You know, when when you do hear people, te- you know, talking about their freedoms being taken away in a country like Australia, you've just you've just got to laugh at it and go and you know, like Anne said, you have no idea. You have no idea. If you took their mobile phones away for a day, they would be screaming their heads off. Did you uh, see what happened no when Facebook went what, down? What, <laughs> yeah. No idea what real taking away of freedom no. is. Absolutely not. To be fair, Jeffrey, you freaked out when Facebook went down. So it's all good. <laughs> I, okay. I didn't freak out about the Facebook part of it. I freaked out about Messenger because I realized I had no way of getting a hold of these two. So that was, you know what I mean? Like, if it were his only friends, <laughs> yes, essentially, yes. Yeah, the well, message like the message what? that I got from Jeffrey after the Facebook had come up was like, I could never not be able to contact you for, for 24 hours again. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, I need your phone number. I don't care if it costs me $29.95 to send a fucking text message, bitch. I'm sending it. <laughs> <laughs> Very cute. I cannot wait to see what that bill comes to. <laughs> Let me know. Will be interesting. Now, so um, bringing up bringing up the happy subject of Auschwitz, <laughs> Renata, you have actually been there, haven't you? You've... Yes, I have. Yeah. <laughs> so, can you talk to us about um, your experience there, being you know sensitive to spirit and stuff like that? What kind of effect does a place like that have on someone like you uh look i was in my early 20s when i went there um i went to a couple of places um when we visited um home i guess if you want to call it that um and um there were two places there were a couple of places in warsaw that really uh, affected me um and my mother was born in warsaw so she took me back to where she lived and uh, we visited relatives there and everything but there are quite a number of buildings still there that have um uh, bullet holes uh, all over them and there are also places around uh, the city where they would hang people 
um, and leave them on display. Uh, and so there, like medieval times. There, there were markers there where there were per, um, particular hangings. Uh, there was the Jewish quarter there as well. Um, and they were sort of locked into there for quite some time. Everyone hated the Jews, unfortunately. And um, they also had a Jewish museum, uh, which you can go to, which is like underground. And you go, you go in there. This is in Warsaw. You go, you go in there, and you have a look at some of the artifacts and everything. And that's where I actually, I had a panic attack in there. I just could not cope being in there. I had to, I had to literally get out. Um, so that was a horrible, horrible place. But we did go to Auschwitz. My mother, with uh, I went with my mother. She decided she wanted to go back. I've got no idea why. Um, and it was a place that just when you walked in you had to be quiet you had to be silent um i had no words um, my mother took me to where they had the um the furnaces where they would put the bodies after they had been gassed to burn them um god only knows why but she she How took, she took me there. as a, a medium um Oh, I was just like shocked. In shock. Yeah. I was it was just so crazy to think that people actually did that to other people. That yeah. just, you you walk in and it just it hits you in the face and then um you just can't talk. That's that's what I thought. Because there was a there's a room there where they have um like all the suitcases that people brought in with them. There's one area where they have all the shoes. They have one area where they have hair. Um, there was one area where they had all the um, wedding rings stacked from people who had gone oh through. Oh, my God. Um, and so you see these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of things that people left behind. Um, <coughs> I've, I've heard all the stories. I've, I have heard all the stories, but I have heard it what, at you know what life was like while you were in there um and like i said my mother was there in the last six months um of the place um what went on prior to that when they still felt that they had leeway and that they were winning the war and the experiments and everything that they did on people is another horrendous part of this whole story that um yeah most of those people just didn't live through that bit um right. So, yeah, my mother was lucky that she, and I say lucky, lucky that she was there in the last six months. My father was actually in a um, officer's camp in Germany because he was captured earlier on in the war. He was a um, pilot, he was a, um, uh, in the Air Force and um, he was, he had to parachute into uh, Germany and uh, his parachute didn't open properly and he broke both his legs. Oh, Wow. And so he he was in um, he was in hospital. So they captured him. Uh, they, they were kind of interesting with um, some of the military that they captured. They had special camps for those that were um, uh, captured, and they were service service officers. They still put them to work. They put them to work on farms and things um, over in in Germany. But um, he was in hospital for 18 months because, like, he broke both his legs and uh, they set them, but they didn't set one leg properly. So they broke it again and oh. reset it. God. 
And so forever he had one leg shorter than the other and continuous pain. Continuous yeah. Pain. So, what uh, was your mother's um, experience going back, back there? What? How did that, um, did she talk about how that affected her? No, she. I, I thought it was really weird. Um, I think I was the one that wanted to go. Um, she didn't say much to me while she was there, but um, I lived with her trauma as a child. Um, my father used to work afternoon shifts all the time at a local factory. So I vividly remember as a little girl um, when it when there was a thunderstorm and lightning, uh, my mother used to hide with me under the laundry tub. Oh my God. Um, because oh. the, the lightning and the thunder reminded her of bombings. Oh. And oh she was ter absolutely terrified. So um, yeah, I was born with trauma. That, that trauma goes into your DNA. And, the, right. and this is the thing people don't understand about war, that <clears throat> it's not only the, um, the the people that are affected it is then the people that come after that are born with the trauma with these things that are so so horrific that they actually change your dna and your children get born with that trauma as well and so you have children who are then come into this world with depression anxiety stress they don't know why um, they have uh, all types of disorders as well um, and unless you can kind of get in and go, okay, where did this come from? Um, then you've got no idea how to treat it and how to put it in its place in your own life. Yeah. It's actually really interesting what is passed on through DNA, which I found out recently. Yes, absolutely. Um, I don't know if you know, but I'm adopted and my daughter started uh, my journey or the journey of finding out who my birth family is is and uh, it turns out that they're all from the snowy mountains region and uh they are uh, used to have a huge property in the snowy mountains and had cattle and horses and they were all horse crazy and now one of my cousins i've just discovered has a horse riding um business that yeah. goes into the snowy mountains horse trekking for three five days at a time um and as i was growing up as a child i I was horse obsessed and nobody knew where it came from. I actually oh, wow. thought I was a horse up until year, um, year seven. Just um, <laughs> walk around the playground trotting and go <laughs> at people when they tried to talk to me. So what is that for imprinted on your DNA? So what I'm hearing though is that your your your, your bio family mate they had some dough, right? Um <laughs> I'm going to see. Property. Uh, I don't know about how wealthy they were. I feel I like you're just trying to tell us that you're Sigrid Thornton from the man from Snowy River. I'm saying like, well, well, like maybe you should like, like, wait. remind them when your birthday is, maybe you could get a check. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, it turns out that one of my bloodline is the real man from Snowy River. What is that? What, what, what does that mean? It is, Jeffrey, it's a movie. Go watch it. There it's an Australian thing you wouldn't understand. Yeah, it's a very yeah, famous yeah. poem called The Man You're from not Snowy River. And it's uh, about a crazy horseman that, that could ride like no other and tra trekking down a very valuable horse. A wild bush horse. 
So yes. it's a fabulous, fabulous poem that was made into a movie. Yes. And a TV series starring Hugh Jackman. Who knew? Oh. And oh. they now they now actually go out and they um, assist in saving the Brumbies. So once I well. found out that my uh, cousin uh, works in saving <laughs> the Brumbies, which is like your Mustangs, um, I lost my shit and I just started to cry and cry and cry because I said, I found my people. This all makes ancestral sense to me now why i have been the way i've been for so long and my connection with animals and and so i've now sort of reached out not necessarily saying to them hey i'm your long lost relative skeleton in the closet i'm sort of keeping that aside it's not important i don't want to upset my birth family now because my birth mother doesn't know that i'm around does or exist at the moment apart from she knows she had me um, so I, I just am so excited to embrace this part of who I am. To bring it back to what you guys do and what we were talking, what, what um, Renata was talking about, it's like a, a different kind of haunting in itself. There's something that you have to go in and salt, get to the core root of something because that's what you guys do for all the, for all the like fun and games and laughs that we do, that you do. You're very serious about your work and it's a lot of mystery solving, isn't it? Like, especially with your true, with your true hauntings podcast, the re the research that you have to go in to find out why Betty Jo Cook from 1492's knocking on a pipe is like, yeah. you know, <laughs> It's excessive. I can only imagine. Renata just digs back into her memories of that time and asks them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> On her birthday as well. How it's rude. It's your birthday. You can hit I'm her. such a good friend. <laughs> you are my type of friend, darling. That's why I but love you so much. A lot of, a lot of what you guys do is is detective work. It like, feels like that. I love it. Yeah, like when we find um, a, a good sceptical post where somebody's dug into something and, and we find that the true history, like um, there's one that we're, we're looking at now that is going to be the next one. And once again, the Warrens are involved. And let me tell you, without giving anything away, bullshit! <laughs> <laughs> the devil did not make them do it. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> What I absolutely what I absolutely love about the podcast is that it does make people think and it does actually make people go down their own little rabbit holes. I'm gonna use an example that um Anna and Renata already know. So my son Jaden absolutely adores these women. He calls them Arnie Ann and Arnie Nada. All right, now he's 12 and um he, we were listening to the Lizzie Borden case as we were driving home one day. No idea that the child was listening. And then all of a sudden he's come up with his own theory based on what Anna Renata have said. He's doing research <laughs> and he's like, oh, my God, when you actually Google Lizzie Borden, the first thing that pops up are the crime scene photos of her hacked up dad. So slightly traumatic, but I like that it's made him think. And, you know, he came up with this theory all on his own. So. Yeah, I love that. And I love when people reach out to us and say, oh, we've found this and, we're, and they'll find more because we run, we run out of time. We have to draw the line in the sand somewhere because those rabbit holes just go so deep. And, they do. Um, and if we, we start to pull our hair out because we think, are we doing this justice um, by giving information that we're, we're managing to squeeze into an hour? And we go, but we could do another, like, 
another half episode. We can mm. keep going, but we know that um, people, it's, it, oh, it's a long time to listen. So we try to keep it down to that hour, but it, it's, um, it's fun, but uh, it's also. It doesn't feel like, like a long time though. It, like, mm. it, when you sit into it, I've got to tell you my, I think probably my favorite, one of the most recent episodes, and I was not ready for it to be my favorite one was the Vatican <laughs> episode. Oh, 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 Vatican? Oh. I was so surprised. I was so was surprised at how interesting it was. I was so surprised at how, it, like, yeah, it was amazing. Talk to us about that because it was your idea, as as you said. Yeah. A little voice um, spoke to me in the car and said, do the Vatican. <laughs> uh, so I'm sure I've got a little demon sitting in the car somewhere because um, he's always giving me little messages. But, yeah, he... he <laughs> He literally said in my ear, do the Vatican. So I went to Anne, why don't we do the Vatican, Anne? So, yes. <laughs> and uh, look, we haven't even, we didn't tell the, the the bits that we really found that were really like, you don't want to know we, that We might upset a few people. We'll upset a few people, but um, yeah. Oh, quick, say it here. Yeah, I want to know. We like what upsetting the fuck? people, too. You can't give us popcorn and say no butter either that or you gotta call me after this shit. We might we might do uh, adults adults um after after dark. Oh we can go in a Patreon account. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I my favorite bit of that we had a lot of trouble finding a soundscape for that one, which is those descriptive stories oh, with all the sound God, effects. Yes. And then I found that one about Pope Joan. Oh, where now the Pope's <laughs> have to sit on the marble throne and be tested. For <laughs> so those who have heard that, you just if you listen to the first eight minutes of that podcast, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's it's a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> it's very interesting. Um I don't know that anyone would want one of those thrones in their um in their house. Yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of cleanup. Sit on a marble throne, there'd be a shrivel factor involved. Oh, definitely. We don't but, like um, that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, other... I have a weird question. Can I ask it? I'm going to. Okay, thanks. Go. All right. So, ladies, <laughs> do you think, can, like, a family, a bloodline, I guess, be haunted? Can it go through, like, generations and not necessarily <laughs> to a place? Have you experienced any things with that? Um, we have, or I, uh, many, many, probably about 12 years ago, 13 years ago, um, we were dealing with someone who uh, was third generation, believed that they ha had been cursed and that that curse had been passed on from one generation to the next. Um, I, I wonder whether if one generation doesn't tell the next generation that they're cursed, whether the curse continues because it, it, the curse only get, gives, is given fire and is given right. energy if you literally um, pass it on. If those words come out of your mouth and those words create the curse um, and move it on. Um, but um, we kind of had we had success with moving this on with this particular lady we did a fair amount of work with her and prepared her and and got her into a zone where she was ready to let it go um we didn't hear from her again so she either died or <laughs> um found somebody else i don't, I don't know maybe maybe because um, you, often you don't hear if you've done a good job, they just don't come back. 
um, or it's not scary enough and they'll find somebody they didn't who hear them. But I have a theory hear. on generational haunting. Um, the, the, with the, the family telling the story of we've got a ghost that haunts us, um, if it was happening to a parent and the parent's traumatised and the children see this, the children take on that story. As you were saying, it's passed on, the energy is given to that. Maybe it's that it's a whole family with a gift of psychokinetic energy and um, they actually have psychic or mediumship abilities which has been passed on <laughs> through the generations and nobody knows this and they're seeing and hearing and experiencing things not realizing it's actually them that's causing it themselves and nobody's taught them how to control it mm. that's true too interesting very interesting because you do i guess you see you do see it that i a lot of people try and shut it down in their kids when they see someone go oh so and so is you know sitting on the end of the bed oh no you're not seeing that you're not seeing that you're not hearing that you're not feeling that maybe that's something that they've already experienced for themselves as a child and it's been squashed it's well, that less, trauma less, that's been passed down as we were talking about before gabe is tweaked out like he um <laughs> No, he's scared of this place. Like, and it always makes me go back to when you were like, looking for the bones or whatever. I'm like, yo, this kid, he does not, he has to have the shower curtain. He doesn't watch scary stuff, but he's terrified and feels like he's seeing eyes and things. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not seeing shit. You know what I mean? Like, you're just making it up. And now I'm like, oh, shit. But Jeff, what about even like my daughter at your house when she kept going to the window every night and she's like, there's a little kid out there. Well, the like, thing that always freaked me out the most was having like two murder suicides on either side and like having those, you know, like worrying that those motherfuckers have kind of just followed the rest of us. No. It always scares the shit out of me. I'm like, go now, be gone. <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> That's why Joe and I couldn't have any guns in the house because then his family had it too. So there were, we had three grandparents out of four that had a murder suicide. So we were like, yeah, no, guns probably not a good idea. And yeah, no. wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, maybe Gabe has some sort of ability and maybe he is able to see things, but they've always been there. It's not like it's um, a new thing. It's just the people who can't see it, won't see it, might feel it, don't know what's going on. So, um, yeah, what's your thoughts? I'd she have, wants to come visit. <laughs> I'd, have, yeah, I'd, have, I'd have to come and visit and have a chat. I'd have to come visit and have a chat. Oh, I, listen, anytime you want, I'll put his little ass on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, the, that's a very interesting question in itself. So, Renata, what do you say to these kids that, what can you say to these kids that, you know, if their parents are trying to tell them no, but they keep, you know, experiencing something like that, what can you say to make that okay for them? He is the kid that it happened to. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. How can you, can how, what do you do to make that okay, for, to make them feel okay with themselves? Um, it's really hard if you can't convince the parents to um, actually listen to what is going on. Because mm. um, you, you want to have enough skill to listen what to what is going on, but not to enable it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, enabling it, and I've seen that happen where um, I've, I've sat down with a child and tried to work. They feed a story. 
Yeah, um, they're special. And all of a sudden found yeah. something their parents will pay them attention for. Yeah. They become special, so they feed into it. And a lot of the times the children, our special need children, they're on the spectrum. So they have uh, a, a fairly open mind um, to a lot of things that we don't because, yeah, there, there's, so there's a sense of autism there. There's a bit of autism there which allows them to see the world differently. Um, and so they are open to all of these things that are occurring. And so, you know, the most important thing is to, first of all, believe what the kids are saying, but to work out where that's come from. Like you said, you know, to, have you been watching scary movies? Have they been talking about it at school? Have, you know, what's been happening? Where Where is this information coming from? Um, and then not to, not to enable it, but to, you know, give them some strategies. Yeah, in saying that, though, Renata, do you think that um, kids grow out of 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 being able to see things as well? Because I know, like my my daughter was always seeing things, and now it's just stopped. Like yeah, normally school six seven, normally six seven. When yeah. there is a, a greater sense of who they are which is usually that six, seven, eight, and they get to school and they become an identity within their social sphere. That's yeah. when those things start to close down a little bit. So their sense of self-consciousness within those circles um, is becomes more important to them and therefore those other things quieten down or stop, not for all, but for the majority. I think also as a parent, if you have a child that's reporting um, something that's going on, just don't make a big deal out of it, but just say, oh, that's really no. interesting. Um, say hello to them for me. Uh, and if you don't traumatise the situation and be fearful, they're not going to fear it as well. But if you go, oh, my God, there's a ghost in the house. Oh, my God, they're going to come and take our soul. Then that child's going to freak out as well. But I well, don't want to... I remember when, like, my daughter was was seeing the child in the backyard at Jeffrey's every night. She would go to the window and she said, "There's a little boy playing out there," and I would look and I'd be like, "No, there's not." Like it was like nine o'clock at night. Um, she was very definite about it, but we never really made a big deal about it, and I don't think we should have because I think what she saw was real, and we should not um you know make it something scary or or, or whatever like we just sort of let it go we're like yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I i told jeff though a few times and then he's like oh bitch he's like you know this is an indian burial ground right i'm like don't tell me that <laughs> don't fucking tell me no, that I it, have. Is, it is a very old part of the city though i didn't i did not really have anything happen in that house i had somebody I mean, something, one thing did happen. And then, you know, I, probably a year or whatever, my friend's mom came over and she's like, yo, you got some shit going down in here. I'm like, what you were talking about, you know? Because it, it was just, I was on the couch and it, it, somebody was coming down the stairs. It's only Joe home. Joe was up in bed. And it was that thing of like, every, every hair on my body stood up and I could feel somebody was right in the hallway and I, I, I just hauled ass up the stairs, and I, I kicked the door open and leaped on top of him because it was just such a. <laughs> but um, Jeff, your house is really old. Like yeah, like, that like whole it's, section. It's, well, the house I grew up in was even old. Like that one was built yeah. in the early eighteen hundreds, and I always yeah. had 
night terrors as a kid. And I went to the energy worker that I went to. She's like, your, what's she, my thing was um, dreams or whatever. And I was like, why would she say that? You know, and I'm like, bitch, I've always had night terrors. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, so I've, you, yeah. We, we, Jeff and I met working at a special needs home several doors down from Jeff's yes. house. And there were some strange things always oh, happening yeah. in that house. You know, it's a very old part of the city. It's it's really the yeah. history in the area was pretty amazing. So I'm positive that there's yeah, like in the house I have now, in the middle of the dining room, there used to be a call button that they could press with their foot. You know, there's a back stairs that goes to a smaller <laughs> bedroom. Yeah. Not wow. <laughs> you know, indicative, and that's making Ian and Renata just want to go on holidays, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I just <laughs> did you see the link? I sent you the link that should have all the yeah, pictures. Yes. I'll have yes. a look. Yeah. I just saw the one that you put up on, on your um, link the other day, and I went, "Oh wow, that's beautiful!" Yeah. <laughs> Honey, gotta hawk some business. You know what I'm saying? I was like, "Sales are down. People aren't coming to Central New York. That's the problem." <laughs> Because <laughs> it's winter. So I want to ask another question, ladies. Um, yeah. Obviously, with everything being shut down, you've had time to, you know, really get into examining stuff. Do you, and I, I've, we've talked about it before on one of your live streams. How do you deal with the with the paranormal hangover of, you know, researching <laughs> all this stuff, going through endless amounts of evidence to come up with nothing like kind of running into that wall that I think a lot of people would stop if it wasn't a passion project or if it's something that they hadn't experienced themselves. Do you get to those points one day where you're like, well, what are we doing here? Uh, I used to review the, cause I used to run a tour at Q station Manly and uh, we would have to review hours and hours and hours of evidence and then put up the, whatever we'd find for the guests. So I got, evidence burnout and uh, in the end I started to be more in the moment when I was in on an investigation rather than worrying about capturing EVPs or um, evidence of ghosts or anything I just wanted to be in the moment because I think sometimes technology can take your focus away from what is actually happening around you so I I will review evidence when I have to, and when we work with Isaac, uh, we we have to. When we record specials, we have to. Um, but there, there is, and I think um, many investigators will know this. There is many hours of recordings that people have made that they've never listened to, and the best evidence could be on those recordings. And because as investigators, we uh, get bored with that aspect of it. We'll never hear it. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I would not be good at reviewing the footage. I would be like, "Oh my god, let me just skip ahead twenty five minutes." <laughs> I'd rather just sit in a, a, a location and, like we did when we went to the Thirty uh, East Drive, the Black Monk Pontefract. And just to be able to sit up there and somebody else was running the tech and doing everything and we were <laughs> best. And I could just sit there and go for it. And I had the best time. Nothing happened, but I had the best time because I was just in the moment. <laughs> but you guys do do the, the reverse as well. We haven't actually talked about this on the show before, but a lot of what you do is try to educate people and even on your own tours 
educate people about what to expect, what not to expect, you know, that that whole kind of you, you do both sides of the coin. You're not going to go in there and go, oh, the demon is in this cell and it's coming to take your soul. You'll be like, well, this is what happened. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Or not even actually the last time, the last time that I went with you guys, you didn't even tell people what to expect. You went, just sit in there. Yep. Just sit in there, put on these headphones. And the information that came out was, was really interesting that night. You, you do do a lot of information stuff. We haven't talked about the ABC of paranormal on here before. So you guys do. We're meant to be doing right now, but never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I need you to explain this. (laughs) (laughs) This week's topic was urine. Urine. Um, Can you shed some light on the urine? That was her topic. Yeah, thanks. Just, just real quickly, girls. I actually got hit in the head with a urine bottle by a, a really crazy patient. It was a really like a special moment for me. But, <laughs> but continue. Different uh, topics of interest, but they have to interest us as well. And UFOs really aren't my thing. And we came to you, and we had looked um, a couple of years ago um, at urine as a magical ingredient. And so uh, Renata said, you know, let's dig that one out and give it a crack. So that's what we did. We presented the topic on urine last week, or urine, whatever you want to call it. We pee piss. <laughs> I can't the week before was the letter T, right? And that was that the Taj Mahal episode? Taj Mahal, Taj Mahal yeah. 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 That was really <laughs> that was really in, that was again another really interesting one. So you're doing your part again, you're not like some people that we won't mention. Oh that um, <laughs> that, um that you know. Everything is a demon, everything is a ghost, everything is blah blah blah. Letter v. For, oh, letter V. We've got a we've got a I want vaginas. Ghostly vaginas. I love you it. You guys have already done vagina. I know. So, <laughs> yeah. That sounded very bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean it like that. Vagi- all right, hey, we're going on a road trip uh, later next year to, um, we're going to do all the worst towns in England. We're starting in Shitterton and ending up in the pot. <laughs> nice. <laughs> very, very uh, nice. So the reason uh, why I ask was um, <laughs> there's been a like kind of lack of paranormal anything on TV in Australia for a very, very long time. I don't know if anyone in the Australians remember this bloody show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I to, the, ex- the Extraordinary. <laughs> used to scare the shit out of me because Warwick Moss is just sitting there in the dark and it's like, oh, did you guys ever watch Did you guys ever watch Scream Test? Oh, yes. They did Q Station and Maitland Jail. <laughs> and they did Monte Cristo. This is actually a clip from Monte Cristo. Um what is I so I wanted to bring up Scream Test for a reason. The the premise of Scream Test was that they took contestants to a haunted location, set them up with um, a video camera. Oh, calm down. Um, a video camera. Not a long time ago. <laughs> and, 
and and like set out clues to the hauntings but then they also staged part of the haunting as well so they would play sound effects and get like air blowing out of vents and stuff like that do you think that's an a valid way of investigating the paranormal or is that more down to let's see how quickly we can scare people uh number two of yeah, the exactly right i, I mean in, in saying that by uh promoting or producing fear on the person that's involved um that can heighten their uh sensitivities to the environment around them and possibly um allow them to see more than what they would have they're, they're more hyper vigilant, but I, I think it just actually then it goes in the opposite direction where everything becomes a ghost when it's not. Um, there, um, Attila and yeah. Andrea actually did something like that. Phasmophobia. Phasmophobia. Um, and they took a, a, a couple of. Was it phasmophobia uh, or yeah, was it a different one? Phasmophobia. They did a, a couple of, they took a couple of people out to some sites and didn't tell them what was there um just gave them the clue of where they're supposed to be at um after dark and they had a camera and um they walked around for oh they said see how long you can stay so you've yeah. got an hour to be in there um see how long you can stay uh and at the end of the show they actually said that a few of the things that were uh, produced were actually set up um, and so. it, it was interesting to see the contestants in that because they had this camera and once as i was saying before you can get so focused on technology that you don't stop to look around you and uh people who are new to the paranormal uh, or ghost hunts will be very focused on what's ahead and don't want to look in the shadows because they're too scared and these people were walking straight past team members which didn't have time to get out which were hiding right next to them in the shadow and they walked straight past them it's just their, their terror and their focus on this little screen, which was their saviour, was all that they could see. So they missed so much. Because there is a lot of that too at some haunted locations where they profess to be doing a ghost tour and then there might be someone kicking a bucket or, you know, banging <laughs> well, on a wall. I was wall. going to say that actually, yeah. <laughs> you know. Kick <laughs> the bucket. That's my favourite. I, I get I get that to, to like kind of, you know, put people in the right frame of mind. But if you're feeding that information too much, you're you're setting people up for to look for things that might might not necessarily happen and they're gonna ignore something else that may happen to them that is legitimate because they're looking yeah. for the ghost of a crazy doctor. But it's yeah. like no. Uh, and look, I have spoken to someone who was a tour guide at a very big location in Australia, and they were saying that when this location first started off, um, they created the ghost tour and they created the ghost stories about certain entities that were there. And then those <laughs> stories then became fact. And it became that this was the ghost that lived at this residence and this is what happened to them. But it was actually a creation of the original ghost tour company. Yeah. It's um definitely an interesting <laughs> It's definitely an interesting um subject to to bring up when you're trying to educate as opposed to scare. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like you I get that you need to do both but it's like what side what side do you fall on is the ultimate oh, yeah. question and, 
as um, uh, with paranormal entertainment, is that this is basically what we run in our um, our company in our business. Uh, we have to start to cater to both sides, and um, I know that Maitland Dale is looking at another tour, which is uh, less serious than the one that we are offering at the moment. I don't know if I'm allowed to mention that. But, no, you're not. Oh, you know, but um, I'm, I'm beat the bitter, Steve. Beat the bit out. <laughs> When this comes out, it might be okay. Yeah. But it's they're looking at doing something a little bit uh, lighter-hearted. So that's I'm just going to put it like that, which will cater to the people who come on our ghost hunting tours and they don't want to have a real experience. They want to hear the ghost stories. Yeah. So more of a story based as opposed to actual in <laughs> investigation. But that's okay. What I do want to talk about, though, is... Your spooky Halloween special that you're going to be doing. Yay. This is going to be cool. So anyone from all over the world will be able to tune in October 31st, Australian time. Obviously, that would make it October 30th for the Americans. But this is going to be a good little Halloween setup. What Can you give us any kind of, you know, little teaser, trailer, We're whatever? We're just waiting until we actually get these uh, interviews recorded then in the can so that we uh, can lock them down. But some some very big names in the field have said yes to coming on. Ooh, that's exciting. One of, I, them, I... one of them Ooh. I just approached out of the blue because I thought, you know, what can they do? They can say no. So I approached them and said, look, this is what we're doing. Would you like to tell us from an American viewpoint, um, you know, all about Halloween or a spooky story or or something like that? And lo and behold, they came back and said, I'd love to. I went, oh, I, is I, it? I fangirl over this person. So um, oh. I know who it is. Oh, I can guess. Well, I want to know. What are you, no what spoilers. Are you up as for, for Halloween? There's two of them, actually. I need to know. <laughs> Have you yeah, got you're gonna get, ready are you going to get Halloween? dressed up for the show? Are you going to get all Halloween up? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so let's have to wait. No, hours, we have to wait. Four hours with some really awesome music, um, some guests that are going to be coming on. We've got and, guests from all around the world, um, London, um, America, um, Australia. <laughs> all the good stuff. But yeah. We're, yeah, so no spoilers. If you want to check it out, make sure that you can get on the Newcastle Live app, which can be downloaded anywhere, anywhere in the world, and join the ladies for what is promising to be a great night. Because Steve, you've got to message me. Their reg yes, I will. Their regular show <laughs> is is great. Um, if you like, if you love Spooky Anna Renata, Sundays. the Spooky Sunday show is them bottled in a little bottle. Paranormal Trash and Treasure, obviously, is always a nice little fun <laughs> moment of stuff to do. But thank you so much for joining us again, ladies. And time you. flies so I quickly when you're birthday. here. Have thank a fantastic you. birthday, rest yeah. of your day. So Happy birthday, Nara. Thank you. Look thank after you. Our Happy Brooke, birthday, darling. We will thank always you. look after Brooke. But is there anything else that you can... Let us know about that's coming up in your future, or is it all just a bit? We've got a under trip to Falkland Island that's going to come up. We're going to take a very small group over there to um, do that in March. So we'll put some more inf information about that up later, and we will look at doing an international trip with Anne and Renata to uh, somewhere. <laughs> Listen, I got a big enough car, honey. I will drive us anywhere you want to go. We're coming. 
We're coming over to see you. We're actually booking our trip uh, to go over to see you in April, May, unless the paranormal conference happens in June that we're supposed to be speaking at. So, <laughs> we're coming, Jeffrey. We're coming. Just for you. So who knows? Yeah, who knows where you will see them? We're coming to Missouri. <laughs> Oh, oh, both say say. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that has been the wonderful Anna Renata once more joining us. Thank you so much for your time, ladies. Go and su su celebrate your birthday as best you can. Make sure you're checking out True Hauntings podcast. <laughs> Follow Anna Renata on all the social medias. They're TikTok and they're everything. So make sure you follow them. We'll see everything. <laughs> we'll see everything. We'll see everything, everyone, every which way again soon. Thank you and good night. Good Bye. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.